0: Listening to the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
1: All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. I'm your host Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man?
0: Hey, we're also joined by Steve. He's already. In the YouTube comments, saying evening, fellas. Hello, Steve.
1: Filling up the chat.
0: Yep. Good to see you, man. Y'all get ready the, uh, for, uh, for yeah.
1: a very Michael-heavy podcast. I got the Rangers game on. I'll see y'all in a little bit. Michael, you got this, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got this. Uh, you can <sighs> you can find us on Twitter. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where else to go from here. I also have to be very careful because I am watching the Rangers game. It's the bottom of the eighth right now. Texas is up 3-1. What? Just kidding. I know. I know. I was like, there's been enough time for you to see that run come across. But I'm ahead by a good 20 or 30 seconds because I'm watching on good old over the air.
1: And I'm on the Hulu.
0: Yeah. So I will have to be very conscious of my reactions, verbal and otherwise. So you ready, week, you ready to get into this. Yeah, this week, week
1: yeah. Uh, no game to review. Uh, we're going to jump right into the TCU preview. Uh, in the middle of Rangers updates, uh, we're going to talk about some Texas Tech soccer winning today, first round of the Big 12 tournament, and the with a minute to go. I don't know how they how they. I don't know the terminology for the college game since it counts up. So, no, it counts down. Is it still the 90th minute?
0: It's the 80, I think it was officially 89. All right, 89th minute. I'm not sure. But but Yeah.
1: Uh, at the same uh, same field where they uh, they beat Texas with um, the same goal, same field, they beat Texas um just seconds to go. So there's that. Uh, there was a basketball game this weekend. We'll talk a little bit about from all of the game we were able to watch. Uh, which is funny because y'all know it wasn't on TV or anything. Um, can't believe they called that a ball. Um. <laughs> well, like the overhead, like even the outside of the ball was inside of the plate. Like it was completely over the plate. Um. The fix is in. We'll have you all know. Especially after the Saturday night's game when uh, Mr. Best Strike Zone and the MLB uh, had his worst performance of the season. Missed 12 calls. 10 of them went against the Rangers. Yeah, we saw that. We noticed. Anyways, um, basketball. There was a exhibition this past weekend. Get you all ready for... The regular season, we'll have a little bit of a preview next week because next week it's here, Michael, regular season. And then wrap up with what do we learn? So you ready to talk about some football?
0: I am. I am. Can we can we do just a, just a tiny bit more soccer first?
1: That's still football to me, man.
0: That's true. That's football. It's football here. <laughs> to the rest of the world. In, in the heart. In the heart's where it counts. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned that they will. This is the same field where. Tech scored that penalty kick that had them win their first Big 12 game, I think, period of the year, um, and maybe their first Big 12 road win. Either way, it was early on in conference. So they play Texas. Texas won today, too. They they beat West Virginia. So they will face Texas Wednesday, November 1st at 4.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. So be sure and... Have your login info memorized, be ready to go. Today, I was able to watch the game, actually. I had it on during work. I missed a lot of it because I was at work. But it was available through ESPN3, basically. So you could just click it. You didn't have to log in. You didn't have to do anything. And you're able to watch the game that way. But I'd kind of be surprised if they do the same thing with the semifinals on Wednesday. But keep an eye out for that should be a really good rematch. Texas is going to have a lot to play for because they're probably still pretty ticked off about how things went. Salty. Yeah. And Tech, of course, will have a lot to play for, having not lost yet in the year of our Lord 2023. Still Still undefeated. Undefeated. And, you know, looking for a Big 12 tournament championship heading into the NCAA selection, which I heard a little bit of the commentary during today's game. And one of, I mean, the coaches were fired up. So Coach Stone had a yellow card. One of his assistants got a red card, Ooh, all snap. kind of during the same exchange. And he was shown the door. But I, I just kind of wanted to throw out there that one of the color commentary on the on the broadcast mentioned that NCAA selection can be kind of sketchy. Um you know, I don't think Tech has anything to worry about, but she recalled a year. It must have been a while back because Mizzou was still in the Big Twelve. But Mizzou won the Big Twelve Conference. They did not win the tournament, but despite being conference champions, they were left out of the NCAA tournament. Hmm. But the auto bid, you know, the the I guess there's an auto bid for the tournament winner. So whoever won the tournament that year got to go. But Mizzou didn't. So I'm hoping we're not teetering on something weird like that happening. But, you know, Tech having won their first game, making it to the semifinals, and just the way the girls are playing, I think think they're going to make it beyond just this tournament. It's just that was a moment of levity I wanted to share with everybody else. And then we can all be upset together when and if that sort of snub happens.
1: Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen the goal, um, oh man, it's, a, it's fantastic! It's a Butte Clark. It's a <laughs> go. Beaut. Check out the at Texas Tech soccer. Got a clip of it. Um, you know, it starts with Tech with possession about the midfield area, uh, moving to the attacking third. Get the ball out wide on a run. Timed it perfectly. I'm, I'm blank on her name, but the eventual goal scorer gets the ball and has some nifty moves to create space before she fires off this rocket. Um, and it's just just a thing of beauty. So go check it out. Yeah. At Texas Tech Soccer, I will also commend you for holding true there during that double play to end the eighth. <laughs> Michael, you were constant professional there. I was over here pumping my fist. I almost needed to mute myself so I could clap or yell or say something. Chapman buckled. Uh, Carol with this this uh, breaking ball right down the middle, then got uh, Corey Seager to backhand from his knees to Simeon, and then the relay to first, barely in time to get Marte, who's been just as bad of a Ranger killer as Fam. Uh, this this series, my goodness. So top of the ninth, Texas uh, now at the plate, three to one. Let's see if we can put some insurance runs on the board for our boy, Jose LeClerc.
0: All right. Um, we can go to the secondary football now, if, if you'd like. Yeah, the, the, the other football.
1: Uh, Texas yeah. Tech, facing TCU. Um, the weekly press conference was today as usual, but it was even earlier today. They, they moved everything up in the week even the press conference, Uh, listen to McGuire's comments as I could. Uh, Biggest thing is coming out of last week, there were a couple of injuries and just shifts on where people were playing. We'd heard uh, after we'd saw the issues with the the snaps from stats, uh, he was dealing with some elbow issue uh, not bad enough to keep him off the field, but they're going to flip him and Dennis Wilburn. So you'll get Wilburn back at center uh, and then you'll put stats at right guard. And then uh, I missed the context, but he was talking about moving Tyler Owens out to star this weekend. Um, So look for a couple of changes there on your starters.
0: Uh, oh, and- yeah, and Barron Morton is back. Oh, maybe? how could I forget?
1: Barron Morton. The that was, first time he's been throwing in and outside of pregame warm-ups since before West Virginia. So before he even took yeah. over.
0: He this is his this will be his first well in, in hopefully almost two weeks, but these will be his first reps as QB one all season. The last time he was able to participate fully in practice was coming into West Virginia. And I actually heard that tip. But even then, he was earlier today.
1: He wasn't preparing or, to be the starter.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. This will be his first full reps all season as QB one.
1: Heads up, Horned Frogs about to get ugly.
0: <laughs> so that's good news to hear. Um, yep. And that was something that McGuire was on Thetford and Ashby on Sports Talk Saturday morning. I'm sorry. And and they they were actually talking tech football. So it was. It was really kind of bizarre, but I enjoyed it because McGuire was there and <laughs> he dropped that tidbit about Barron on Saturday and mentioned that we should be looking for the deep ball as well.
1: Say less, fam. He
0: feels He feels like it, the playbook's wide open. So maybe there's some hope there. Hey, you know, I mean, Jake Strong threw the deep ball. Oh, It doesn't make it out.
1: <laughs> God, it's such a big park golly and of course the yellow line marking where it would go out yeah i was
0: i was I deciding think it's 400, as i was watching that
1: <laughs> like the 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 fence is marked at 413 feet but the yellow line also goes like 30 feet into the air there holy crap if he caught that ball like just any earlier like and sent it more into the left field instead of center field oh, wait no it was carter wasn't it anyway it, it didn't matter. It, if you get it out of the deepest part of the park, you're probably good there. Like a lot of Jonah Himes, challenging
0: tits. something. What are they challenging here?
1: Uh, Did they say the runner Carter? So Carter's at first. Did he get past second and not touch, touch the second. bag? But did he pass second?
0: Ooh, no, I don't think so.
1: Because that's that's what we got a uh, Mister Mister Midget Altuve out on in Houston. He had. Ran from first, crossed second. Let's see. Carter touches second. No, and he comes back. He never passes the bag.
0: We're good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he did an about face almost, at least with his feet.
1: Well, it depends on how they, they interpret it because he does kind of take a slide step, but it's more towards the infield. I don't think he goes.
0: Yeah. He doesn't round the bases,
1: he doesn't pass the bag. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Is that-
0: Is that a offset on his hat or is his crease weird or? Whose hat are you looking at? I'm sorry. The the pitcher when it gets, when you you catch up in a minute (laughs) and a half. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he, he, his foot was on the bag. That's the furthest one that went ahead. Um, I don't think he crossed.
0: No, I don't think so. And I'm a baseball expert.
1: I'm a rules expert. I'm an umpire. Here we go. That's true. Call confirmed. He's going to stay there first. All right. Um, this is great text tech, tech football talk here. It is. But with Morton coming back, um, you were talking about how it opens up the playbook. Don't want to see a whole ton of design quarterback run because I think now that we've seen what Jake oh. Strong is, like you don't want to have to get to him. Again, um, you want you want to keep it, keep it to Morton. Um, I know you can't translate like, oh, TCU couldn't stop the run against Kansas State it means you, you're going to be able to run against them because the Kansas State run game is like pretty elite. I mean, w- we'll talk about that here in a minute, but um, again, like defense may may help set up here that morton could find some success in the air even with the balance attack man so we'll see we'll see how it works out thursday night um michael you have to go three and one
0: over your last four to get to 500 it's um well tech so far is favored in two of them yeah. Things went down a little bit I'd imagine after a, a slight upset in Lawrence which really didn't surprise me much. I didn't get to watch that game but well
1: Mr. Steven Stevens here called Kansas Moneyline on the preview last week. So. Oh, he yeah.
0: absolutely did. He did.
1: He was nails even with that last uh final minute touchdown to take the lead. He was, well, and I he was hope there. I
0: gave him credit when he did it cuz I I think I did cuz he is nails, man. If if he has if he has a pick It's it's not wise to fade, Mr. Stevens.
1: No, he he did just say TCU get right game. I'm afraid. So maybe, um, maybe that's who's
0: getting right though. Well, if he says I'm afraid, then oh no, that means TCU's defense. So uh, Tech is favored this week. That's been a death knell. BYU has only lost. Yeah. Um,
1: UCF. Your your biggest favorite uh, here in a couple weeks sixty four point one percent TCU fifty two point one Kansas dropped a few points at one point you were you know in the sixties there but now it's under forty two percent Texas at ten um so you'll you'll need to win these two where you're air quotes favored and then uh, knock off one of these two on the road where you're not favored. Um, yeah, but before you get there, you got to finish out this week one and O facing off with the Horned Frogs of Texas Christian. Um, oh, that's a balk, man. What are we doing? <laughs> he buckled and then disengaged. Now we got all six umpires standing around, like, "Yeah, guys, who, who's looking at, at the pitcher's legs?" B A L K, brother. No, no, we're going to leave it. Okay. Um, TCU 28th S P plus team, Texas tech 34th. So very evenly matched up there. Um, taken into consideration home and away. Um, where, where did I put this? TCU is a 65th best road team. So their average on the road, Texas tech is 32nd at home. So top quartile, um, Texas tech may be surprising at 34th S and P plus. You were the best fifth law five loss team in the country. Still, still holding true.
0: Um, two weeks in a row, baby.
1: Oh, okay. So we, you were asked about the, the pitcher. His hats just turned a little sideways. It's not straight on his head. Oh, well, hi. What are like you doing? Optical,
0: it's like you, an optical illusion to me.
1: Oh, it's, it's like, it's like turned a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, it's got to be all it is. There was a pitcher I don't remember his name. There was a pitcher at TCU that did that a few years ago. He rocked a, a pretty flat bill, uh, but canted it. So, whenever he was set um, and and looking over his shoulder, the hat was more uh, square to the plate. Um. Preston, maybe his first. I don't know why I remember that. Besides, it's it's my brother's name, but long, long time ago. Way, way off the rails. We're talking about TCU football. Focus. Uh, The next closest in the S&P five loss team would be UCF at 41. And then two and six, Arkansas, 48. Um, Game Thursday night will be 6 p.m. FS1. Uh, Obviously, they're led by Sonny Dyke. 17 and six as a head coach. Very good. Buoyed by last year's 13 and two. Um they are not great on the road, but I mean, I don't know who you can say is great on the road. They are one and two so far this season. Um, when they leave Fort Worth, namely, uh, they won their one game at Houston and then lost at Iowa state and at Kansas state. So not favorable environments for the horned frogs. Uh, that last game against Kansas state was rough. Um, They lost 41 to three Kansas state started with the ball drove down the field, scored TCU had the uh, patented Texas tech three and out when it hurts them the most Kansas state responded with a score of their own. So before their offense runs a fourth play, they're down 14, nothing.
0: God, that feels familiar. Golly did.
1: They had to start their backup. Josh Hoover quarterback. Um, He's, he's played a couple of games now this season. He's 23 of 47, 187. Sorry, he was 23 of 47 in this game. 187 yards, and a touchdown, nope, and an interception. The running backs combined for 125 yards on 22 carries. 35 of those yards came on one carry. So they were uh, 90 yards on 21 carries outside so of that.
0: They had to start a quarterback on the road and he threw 47 times.
1: This just does sound very familiar. Sounds so
0: it. familiar.
1: Unfortunately, that's, an, that's a, that's a, it's a Bryles offense. I don't want to really be too aligned with that. Um, but again, like I, I don't want to say like you can replicate this success against the TCU run defense because Kansas state's rush offense is pretty freaking good. They ran the ball 52 times for 365 yards. Whew. So pretty, pretty good. Uh, when the Horn Frogs have the ball, they have the 26th best offense. They'll be going up against the 47th ranked Texas Tech defense. Continue to climb even after an off week. You jumped up a couple of spots because everybody else, no, three people around you fell. Josh Hoover, likely to start their quarterback, red shirt freshman, 6'1, 195. So it's a little dude. Uh on this season, 74 of 124, just under 60% completion percent, uh, 797 yards, six touchdowns, five interceptions, not a runner, seven carries, minus eight net yards.
0: Do you think do you think Tech will be able to put pressure on him? Yay yeah, or day?
1: No. <laughs> Fair enough. And that's not that's not because he's good at it's just
0: we're just that bad at getting the quarterback. Yeah. Just
1: just just part impossible. of this it's who we
0: are. It's impossible to do. You just can't do it.
1: Um so now is saying it can't play this. Fantastic. We're just we're just batting right now. That's
0: all that's all. Well, I'm one, headed so. to the bottom of the ninth.
1: Is it Four one?
0: Mm, <laughs> is it three is one? Is that what it was before? No. No. It was three to no, one. It
1: was three one. Um on the ground, they're led by running back Emani. Emini Amani. I, I haven't I haven't heard a lot. Uh Bailey, junior running back, five nine two oh five, hundred and forty six carries, eight hundred and fifty one yards, five point eight yards per carry. Where do those numbers sound familiar, Michael? a lot like
0: brooks if you ask me sounds brooks-esque except for his size except for his size yeah (laughs) i think what we're going to get at and and you and i haven't discussed this before recording but as i was going through this and kind of putting these stats together these teams are very similar uh tcu's offense is better at least yardage wise but man a lot of these numbers you hear are going to sound like Tech is playing a slightly better version of themselves on offense. But with Morton back, who knows? It's gonna be a pretty evenly matched team. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Um,
1: I was gonna look up uh Brooks' numbers, but it doesn't matter. The the thing where it's not Brooks esque is that Bailey only has two rushing touchdowns in the season. Hmm. Um, I guess when they by, like he's their bell cow between the twenties or whatever, when they get close, it's uh Trey Sanders. Or maybe it was Chandler Morris, who was second on the team in rushing, but you won't see him running. So, I didn't, didn't want to list that. Trey Sanders is their third best, uh, six foot, 225. So, he's a much bigger guy. Uh, 46 carries. So, a huge drop off from Bailey, who's 146. Sanders has 46. 173 yards. So, 3.8 yards per carry, but four touchdowns. Um, He doesn't get a lot of run. He carried the ball 15 times in, in week one. Uh, and only twelve combined over the last
0: four games. So you know, only and that was versus Colorado, right? In week one, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like he just logged a lot against an FCS opponent or something. That was that was against that was against the big boys. Yeah. Um
1: on receiving, they are led uh, by Oklahoma State transfer J.P. Richardson. A junior, foot 90, 30 catches, 420 yards, 14 yards per catch, two touchdowns. Other guys to look out for, Savion Williams, Warren Thompson, Jalen Robinson. Um, they're all about the same in production. Uh, their bodies are completely different. Savion Warren, 6'5", Warren Thompson, 6'3", Jalen Robinson, 5'9" but they're right around they're between 10.3 and 13.0 yards per catch. Uh three touchdowns for Williams, two for Thompson, one for Robinson. But um it's Richardson and then those three and then a bunch of guys with single digit catches. So going to get a heavy dose of Richardson and then those three guys behind him. Um they are running a ton of plays. This again goes back to what Michael was talking about. You look like you will, it will feel familiar going up against them. They run a ton of plays. Uh, they are third most in FBS, 80.1 plays per game. Texas tech is 16th at 75.6. So not that far behind them. Um, they are minus four in turnover margin. They've lost two. Um, two fumbles thrown 12 interceptions. Um, they are great at converting third downs into first downs. They're 31st in the country. They are terrible at finishing drives off for points. 127th in the country and red zone conversion percentage. And that's not like red zone into touchdown. That's red zone into points. 65.6% of their trips in the red zone end in points only three teams are worse than they are. Wow. So they will get yards, buckle down in the red zone. You may be able to hold them out.
0: Which is kind of Tex, you know, that's been a positive thing for them this season. They'll They'll kind of allow some chunk plays, but then do just what you said on the defensive side of the ball. They'll start to buckle it up in the red zone.
1: All right, I'm so sorry. Uh, my my Hulu isn't working. So bottom ninth, one out, still three, three to one. Um, I have to turn on GameCast here. Um, the offense for TCU is passing for 290 yards per game at 7.1 yards per attempt. Uh, rushing for 175 yards at 4.8 yards per attempt. Third down conversion, pretty high, 44%. <clears throat> like I said earlier, four, 52% on fourth downs and scoring 29.4 points per game. Um, I know that's not usually how we do it, but I want to read the text tech offensive numbers and show you just how s- similar they are. Passing yards per game, 231, 6.3 yards per game. So they're a little bit better of a passing offense than you've been. Um, not a surprise being at, that you've had a lot of success with Brooks on the ground and you've been without Shuck and uh, Morton the past few weeks. That number continues to slide a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Text tech, tech is running for 176 yards per game. TCU is 175, both at 4.8 yards per carry. Um, you're converting, converting 42% of, of third downs. They're 44. You're scoring 30.0 points per game. They're 29.4. Very, very similar offenses. Um, when you have the ball, the Texas, the TCU defense is 38th. Um, so, again, just a little bit better than, than your defense. You're 47th, they're 38th. Um, they're led in tackles by junior namdi Obiazor. Hope I'm saying that right. 6'3", linebacker. Uh, 65 total tackles, 36 of those solo and three sacks. Um, he had 10 tackles against Kansas State. Uh, and Michael, you said he was a converted safety from last season.
0: Yeah, it's I just kind boy. of stumbled upon that. Yes, uh, you know, he was 15 pounds lighter last season though. He was well, listed at go. six three, six three two ten. So he's listed at six three two twenty five now and the conversion from safety to linebacker seems to have really paid off with uh, what he's able to do on the field. He's played in all eight games and is tied with their sack leader. I mean, I know we'll get to that a little bit more later, but for your linebacker to have three sacks, that's – he's getting around. Yeah. His Um, presence is being felt.
1: And that kind of conversion, moving guys around, finding defensive backs that can play in in this this defense, the historical – defensive for TC. I know it's not the same uh philosophy under Gillespie as it was under Patterson, but that that's what Patterson did. He he recruited athletes to p- play defensive back. Um, you know, a, as much as everybody like to make fun of um Mac Brown. Mac Brown at Texas recruiting quarterbacks to play uh defensive back. Patterson was kind of known for recruiting like running backs. Let's go. <laughs> ball game I was Waiting for you I was Ball game Woo. um so sorry all right i'm back um couldn't watch the ninth inning stupid hulu um but they've been they've had a, a lot of success being able to recruit athletes and then and find a spot for them on defense uh behind obiazor is another linebacker uh, Jamoy Hodge, 6'2", 235. That should, name should sound familiar. He's He's been playing for them for quite a while, it feels. 6'2", 235. 43 tackles, 19 solo, two and a half sacks. So both of their linebackers uh, are able to get back there um, and get some pressure and 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 get to the quarterback. Finally, Shad Banks, another linebacker, 6'1", 250. So even a bigger stouter dude. Thirty-six tackles, twenty-three solo, and a sack. So, for the team, they have recorded twenty sacks on the season. Michael, do you know how many Texas Tech has recorded?
0: I'm gonna guess seven. I'm gonna look at it really quick. I bet
1: it's. I bet it's not even. Well, you know what? No, it's going to be a little bit higher because we did. We whatever reason we had like a six sack game, which didn't even feel like it at the time um when was
0: when was that i don't even remember that
1: was that west virginia
0: was that sacks or tackles for a loss oh man i don't know here we go sack i'm still standing by seven 16
1: what you're led by miles cole three and a half bradford's got a, a sack and a half uh and then a bunch of guys have half no hutchings has three um, ben Roberts has a half. Josiah Pierre has a half. Linton has three. Esters has two. Banks has a half. Who are these? I don't recognize these names. Uh, Timone. Terrell Tillman. Is either. Terrell Tillman. It had to be like against like SFA or something. Sorry. That's not who we play.
0: Tarleton State.
1: Tarleton State. Whatever is a purple purple school here in Texas. Um, so they're good at getting pressure on the quarterback and then getting home. 20 sacks, Texas Tech, tech um, 16 and a half. Although it doesn't feel like that much because it, a lot of them came in one game. Um, they also have forced six interceptions on the season. Their safety, Bud Clark, has two. Uh, and then four other guys have one apiece. So... They give up as many pass yards as you get per game, 231 yards. Uh, They give up more per play than you do, 7.0 to 6.3. They're a little bit better on the ground. Uh, They give up 149 rushing yards at 3.9 yards per carry, whereas you're rushing for 176 on 4.8 yards per carry. They allow teams to convert 39% of their third downs. And teams are only scoring twenty three points against this defense,
0: yeah. even
1: after a forty one point game this past week.
0: One of our favorite things to point out is when your leading tacklers get into the secondary pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. there are three the leading tacklers, as y'all pointed out, as you pointed out, are all linebackers, and all three of them can get to the quarterback. So that this is kind of a that's kind of a sign right there that this defense is very effective. And is going to be able to stop the run if they want to, um, but I don't. I don't know. I think Tech could throw on this team. It's just a matter of how Morton's doing. If the receivers can get open, if the the line can hold up. There's just so many factors at this point in the season that it's it's hard to just point to to one thing. Like, oh yeah, Morton's coming back. Everything's fixed. Tech's gonna finally put up a 50 burger for the like don't say that
1: stupid word for
0: the for like for the third time since um you know i don't know 2016
1: yeah um we don't we don't have the uh stats of war preview because that those come out either later tonight or tomorrow um So we're just going to have to go off just plain old stats. Texas Tech is favored here at home three uh, over under just under 60. So 59 and a half. Uh, Michael did want to point this out because he has to bring everybody down. (laughs) Texas Tech has been favored in four of their five losses this season. So true. Being favored doesn't really help. As much as you won games, you were the underdog in last season. You are losing games. You were the favorite in this season. So uh let's see I think the offense will have a little bit of a better performance this weekend behind Morton and Brooks having a little bit of time off um hopefully the timing is is kind of figured back out with uh with wilburn and letting stats rest that elbow uh and this was the combination you had last season right you had Wilburn snap into to Morton so that's not anything new um Give me Texas Tech. <laughs> Starting with the, the thirty sounds a lot a
0: lot. Uh it does. That was exactly what I was gonna mention when I could tell you were you did that you, two, Say something was thick. Twenty-seven to
1: twenty. Twenty
0: seven. 20 You've got Tech winning.
1: Tech winning 27 to 20. So give me the under by a lot. Hold on, that's a lot under. But I think.
0: No, it's not too. Oh, yeah, it is. It's
1: 47. It's good two <laughs> scores it. under. Uh. But p- bumping up into the 30s, you know what? No. Okay. I'm going to. Oh, shoot. You just typed yours in. I was going to go pretty close to that. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Tech wins this one because uh, you need it. You absolutely have to have this one. Twenty-seven to twenty.
0: I completely agree that Tech needs this one, but I'm gonna say that TCU gets it. I'm I'm unsure how they are bringing a you know a, a quarterback who doesn't have a lot of experience on the road, but.
1: That's yeah, true. He's a
0: redshirt freshman. And you know, he's turnover prone, but I, I think it's gonna be another he's weird. Their like version of been. Jake Strong. He might be. <laughs> um I'm I'm just unsure how effective Tech's offense will be and if they're gonna be able to keep the ball out of this defense's hands. They may be able to uh take advantage of
1: If you some, put the ball into Brooks's hands.
0: Well, yeah, you could, but then you're going to run into a TCU defense that allows 3.9 yards per carry. It's it's a tough matchup. I I, I don't like Hold the on, though, Mike. Hold that's on. really all I'm going to say. I don't like the matchup. I feel like it's too similar and that TCU will somehow have the edge because that's how things are working for Tech this season, and that's my explanation. So 31-26. I don't know if I ever said the score, but you didn't. I've got I... TCU winning.
1: I interrupted you too many times. What I was going to say, just to play that, i mess with you a little bit. You know, if if TCU allows 3.90 yards per carry and you run it three times, you know how many yards you're getting, Michael? <laughs> you're getting a first down.
0: You're right. You're right. But you're what if you hand one of those off to Morton?
1: And he picks up
0: five? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. You're so optimistic. The Rangers making the the world series has made you so optimistic oh man i am neck and neck with the the fellow oh he missed it oh my gosh okay so i switched over to monday night football Mm. and i have uh oh my gosh and i lost points on that i don't think i did i have a fantasy matchup i am in last place i am terrible I have a fantasy matchup right now with the ninth place guy. And I have two players playing tonight. He's done. I needed Could 35 you? points to even sniff at it. And I've got like 32 right now. And I've got Detroit's kicker, but he just missed a kick.
1: Oh, he pushed it.
0: Yeah. I just flipped
1: over to him. I have it on the iPad. Because
0: if he would I think if he would have made that kick, I would have taken the lead.
1: Oh, brutal. What is that logo?
0: I'm currently down by 2.2 points.
1: What is that logo on their helmet?
0: I don't know. I kind of, I I like, I mean, they kind of look like an alternate college team. I like that blue. I don't care for the gray. Is he hurt? It's all right.
1: It's 47 their kicker.
0: Man, I don't know if we should record on nights where there's sports on. Maybe this is why we typically record <laughs> all right, on Tuesdays. All right, all right,
1: I'll,
0: I'll hey, I'm, I'm the one that did it. I'm, you know, I'm not admonishing you. I'm the one over here freaking out about a kicker in what's kind of a blowout game right now in the NFL. All world. Right.
1: Let's uh, let's whip around the Big 12 this past weekend and then look ahead to this weekend. Uh, you'll be able to watch all the games if you want to because Texas Tech will not be competing with any of the Big 12 games on Saturday. Um, this past weekend, we already talked about Kansas defeating Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma was on the road up there in Lawrence. Uh, Kansas takes down the Sooners 38-33 on that final-minute touchdown. Go-ahead touchdown. Um, we talked about Houston just getting demolished at Kansas State 41-0. So can see that uh, continued dominance of Donovan Smith. There we go. I'm blanking on his name. Um, West Virginia traveled down to the Sunshine State, took on UCF. They were a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They won by two touchdowns, 41-28.
0: UCF was the favorite.
1: Oh, never mind. Huge swing then. That's a three-touchdown swing.
0: That was bizarre to me. I, I actually, I pulled a Steven and I actually took West Virginia on that one thinking not only would they cover, but they would probably win. And yeah, 41 to 28. I think it was 41, 21 or something like that. It, it, the score is a little, even a little closer than the game actually was.
1: <laughs> oh, I just watched. Oh, oh my gosh. I know you're ahead of me, but like that. <laughs> he just threw a deep ball to a wide open receiver.
0: Oh, couldn't have been more wide open. And I don't have missed him though. by I have a mile.
1: Back. Missed him by a mile. Garoppolo throwing at. Oh, it was a double move, a sluggo. Corner went in. Was that Devontae Adams? I don't know. Anyways, um, BYU on the road in Austin. Texas was a 21 point favorite, 20 and a half point favorite. Texas wins 35 to 6, um, making everybody look good except for Texas Tech when they play BYU. Iowa State went down to Waco. Waco was a uh, almost a three point favorite, and Iowa State went one big 30 to 18. Cincinnati at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was a touchdown favorite. They ended up winning by good gravy. What is that, 32? 45 to 13.
0: Jacobs just caught a pass, and so now I am ahead by .3 points. There you go. (laughs) So proud of you. God, nobody cares. It's great. Uh, Uh, I'm I'm last. I haven't won a game. No, I did. I won one game. So this will be my second game. I'm so bad at fantasy football.
1: Looking ahead to this weekend, um, Kansas State and Texas got to be the big game of the week. It's going to be the big nooner over on Fox. Uh, We talked about how the Horns have a wildcat problem, at least in years previous, especially in Austin. Uh, They are four-point favorites, are the Longhorns. um, 11 a.m. on Fox, Oklahoma. At Oklahoma State, you got Bedlam. 230 on ABC, Oklahoma is a six-point favorite, Houston at Baylor, yuck. (laughs) That's disgusting. Uh, Baylor's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. This game is on ESPN
0: Plus, Michael. Yikes. It happens. Happens to the best of us.
1: (laughs) Has Texas Tech played ESPN Plus this year?
0: I think they played Baylor on ESPN Plus. Oh, then it's Baylor's fault. Good job, Baylor. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I know we have because, uh, as much as I like to rag on it, man, it's nice to know that your game's going to start when it they say it's going to start, and you don't have to like That's channel true. hop. You know that that is the one nice thing about it. The, the rest of it's kind of okay. I get it. There's a stigma there, and not everyone has it. And, and even still like ask what channel it is. <laughs>
1: even when you've got the streaming service where you can just hit record and it just re- will record it for you it won't catch the, the 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 channel hop it'll catch it wherever the original channel is supposed to start you know so yes. like this past weekend or whenever it was uh 2 weeks ago against BYU um my recording on Hulu picks up i think it's Texas Tech's first drive but BYU's
0: already scored tech played so. west virginia on ESPN plus my my bad Baylor was on ESPN two. Okay. But I knew they were on at least one other time than Tarleton state.
1: Well, okay. and That's not anything to be, you know, whatever it's, it's an FCS opponent, but conference game on a streaming platform only. It's you like, okay. So this one, if you look at the records should not be interesting game. I'm intrigued by this game. Central Florida at Cincinnati. 230 FS one.
0: Yeah, and Central Florida is favored, minus four and a half. Um, I'm intrigued by this one, too. I mean, I feel like both teams need a win, and they're going to do what they can.
1: BYU at West Virginia, West Virginia, nine and a half points, 6 p.m. FS1, West Virginia here.
0: Oh, for for sure. I think so.
1: Finally, Kansas at Iowa State. Iowa State is somehow a two and a half point favorite. Um, I know. I know what's his face. Bean ended up playing a lot of uh, some of that. The last of the game. I don't know if what's his, the other guy's hurt, but still, Bean's a pretty good quarterback for Kansas. I don't. I don't get the the hate here. Give me Kansas.
0: I think so too. On the road, I think they'll. They'll be able to keep keep it going from uh, last week. Last week's big win. I don't think they'll be let down. They're well coached. Iowa State, their luck's got to run out at some point, right? Because they are currently... Let me click the link and let it load. It's good radio. They're currently 4-1 and one in the Big 12. There are... Five teams who are four and one in the Big Twelve. Getting set up for a big cluster F. Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Iowa State. All four and one.
1: How is Iowa State? I it's fine. They'll lose this weekend and it'll be fine. But you know
0: on. what? This this both this last weekend both helped and hurt my prediction last week of saying that Oklahoma and Kansas State will face each other in the Big Twelve Championship. But this weekend's really going to tell the story. If Kansas State beats Texas, then that prediction is—it's alive. It's got some. It's got some. Uh, it's money. It's yeah, got, it's some, got legs. Some, some legs. Some legs, <laughs> feet, legs, feet, hands. Whatever. It's there, yeah, man, know. they're all connected. Yeah, the Hokey Pokey man.
1: The foot bones connected to the leg bone. That's it. Uh, hey, let's talk about some basketball. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna play the intro because that's it's just it's great, but we're it's too soon. Um, it's an exhibition game, right? So you don't really know the format of the game. I know McGaslin had talked about. Uh, and I'm gonna call him McGaslin, just very sneaky, but McGaslin talked about the format that there will be some situational things worked out, uh, looking at lineups, looking at combinations he will, can trust and go to. And then if the game's within reach, he's going to go try to win it. Well, guess what? You won the dang thing. Um, don't know how serious A&M took it or what they were looking to do. Um, but you beat them 89, 84, uh, which is better than losing. Uh, I know you don't want to take too much from, from an exhibition game, but, um, what you can take is that you beat a top 15 team with the SEC preseason player of the year. Um, And you you can also take that you didn't beat them like 43 to 39.
0: Yeah. Which is kind of what I expected, if anything, if if there was going to be a win. You know, I've I've been watching the Spurs a little bit more lately because they've been actually putting them on my TV. They've got some rookie. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. But he's, you know, I, I was kind of joking. I think at halftime it was this score almost when they played the Mavericks in game one. And I thought, man, I, I would lose it if Tech was able to ever do something like that in a final. And then sure enough, right out the gate, they score 89. It's a neutral site. It's an exhibition game. There's a lot of qualifiers there, but it's power five competition. And I don't want to sneeze at that. I I, I want to point out that... Uh, you know, 10 players played, so I think that lives up to what you were just saying that McAslin's looking to do, try some different lineups. He had two guys come off the bench, and uh, let's see, they were McMillian and Washington. McMillian had 17 points. Mm-hmm. Washington had 13, and they each had 25 minutes off the bench. Man, I missed having some reliable bench guys who could really contribute. And, you know, on top of what the starting five did to have these guys have 30 points on their own off the bench and stay in the game as long as they did, which shows me they were contributing, obviously, you know, more than just points, I'd imagine. But I thought that was probably one of the bigger stories, aside from, you know, the main one, our guy Pop Pop coming out with 30 points in 23 minutes. Uh, my only guess is he probably only played that long because he had four fouls. I, yeah. I didn't go back and see when he got those fouls, but I imagine he got into foul trouble and they had to pull him. But man, nine of thirteen from the field, six of ten on from three, uh, six of nine on free throws, couple of assists, three steals, only two turnovers, and I mean, just a, you couldn't ask for a better game from him, especially just showing up in Denton in October and playing some basketball. <laughs>
1: yeah, one of those things like I, I know it was it was a exhibition game, but like the way it comes out like, man, I, I kinda wanna see this one.
0: I know. I wish there was a way we could I would absolutely rewatch it or rewatch it. I would absolutely watch it if there was a way to do it. I, I know a lot of folks got to go and recapped as best they could, but there's still just something like seeing this in person would have been nice especially if tech's gonna amp it up and hype it up as much as they do on all their socials you figure hey put somebody down there with a microphone and have them describe what's happening you know the clark lambert wasn't around was he busy it is a (laughs) sunday it's kind of weird i don't know
1: um if you look at the minutes played, you can see like a a core group of guys, right? Pop Isaacs, Devin Cambridge, Joe Toussaint, Darian Williams, Warren Washington, Chase McMillan, Lamar Washington. Uh, The lowest number of minutes was Darian Williams at 18 minutes. Everybody was was above that. Joe Toussaint playing the most thirty-six. Then you had three more guys play just a a very small amount. Yalahoo, Jennings, and Walton. Uh, He played. Yalahu y- played five Jennings played seven Walton played eight, but positives here. You shot 50% from the field for the game. 28 of 56, 41% from three. Uh, and you get your free throws up. It's only 65%, 65 and a half percent. You had 28 fast break points. I don't know if you mentioned that yet, Michael.
0: Mm, no, um,
1: you had 28 rebounds to their 42. So, you to work on that. Um, because if you get out rebounded like that, uh, that's gonna, that's gonna prove to be problematic. Um, but you did that and we're, you were still able to win the game. Um, Steven here in the, in the comments says refs were in true form, Look at the referees that were in this game, Michael, Doug sermons.
0: Good oh, old, good old Doug. He gets an exhibition too. That's great. Yeah, Well, so. I, I think that, you know, the thing that impressed me and surprised me, and we'll see if this is an anomaly or an outlier or whatever, but McAslin's deal, everything we saw last year was UNT was constantly last or close to dead last in tempo, and that was just kind of what, I expect it to also carry on into tech and just kind of be prepared for like what you mentioned earlier, like a 49, 43 type game. That's just kind of what I was preparing myself for seeing this, uh, you know, the 28 fast break points. Is that what Mm -hmm. you said? Yeah. That's pretty incredible. That's something tech seems to have kind of struggled with recently is having guys who can finish or play together and take advantage of those fast breaks when, when, those opportunities arise. So that gives me a lot of hope, but I I'm very surprised by the score of this game. Um, and, and I, I'm, you know, are you fully bought in now? Spencer, no. are you, are you on what? No, not yet. You're not on the hype train.
1: No. Uh, and this is, a uh, this is probably McGuire's fault.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is, this is not McCaslin's fault. I mean, they They did everything they could Sunday to change, to change my mind. But, uh, I'm, I'm still that guy. That's like, nah, now I'll, I'll hold off until, you know, middle of February. And then I might start going, okay, this team might be pretty good.
1: (laughs) It'll be like middle December. Like guys, we're going to win like 15 (laughs) conference games. Just watch.
0: Unless
1: unless we lose a couple non-conference games. Like guys, we suck. We need, to, we need to get well, another team retreat out there and get some team chemistry
0: going. I, w- I want to do my job, which is bring everybody down. So I don't want to disappoint <laughs> anyone. I'm going to do that exact thing now. So if you're listening now and you're thinking, man, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I mean, this number 15 team, neutral site. But, but yeah, it was raucous. It had a good atmosphere. Okay, let's talk about that number 15. So what do we know about preseason rankings? Not Garbage. They're pretty worthless. So A&M finished number 17 in the last AP poll last year. So they had one poll come out after all the tournaments, I mean all the conference tournaments and before the NCAA tourney. AM came, they rattled eight of nine wins in the SEC, a really incredible run to finish the year. So they got bumped up to 17 in the final AP poll. They went on to lose to Alabama in the SE Tourney Championship, so that means they got to that championship. They won a couple more games on the way. Then they lost in round one to Penn State in the NCAA tournament. But all I kind of want to point out is as good as A&M looked the other day and as good as they're expected to be this year, they were unranked last year in preseason. You know who was ranked? Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Texas Tech was ranked number 25 in preseason. I think they bumped up to 23 or 22 after week one, and then the wheels fell off. So, well, because
1: we went to the Maui, and
0: yeah, stuff went down. Stuff happened. Things happened. Nuptials, perhaps. We don't know. Gosh, uh, Fourteen freaking disaster. And I feel like this is a pretty – okay. So last year's preseason poll only 14 teams who were in on the preseason poll last year finished in the final poll. I feel like that's actually pretty good. That's about 50%. So I know I looked at one year. It's just a very small sample size, but you're looking at probably 50 or 60% of the teams on this preseason poll will change before the end of the year. For sure. Just, just to drive the point home even more. Oh, here we go Out, out of the final four last year. Zero were on the AP preseason ranking. That was UConn, Such Florida a, Atlantic, Miami, and San Diego State. Such a weird Final Four.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. You posted that in the notes. I was like, I remember I look now it that up. you said that. I was like, <laughs> God, what a what a just whack Final it's gonna Four.
0: It's going to be a hell of a Jeopardy question in like seven years. I mean, the twenty twenty two Final Four teams were. <laughs>
1: Not not surprising Whatever. that like a team like Yukon wins it, but to to factor in they weren't even considered in the preseason or be even ranked. No. And then to be and surrounded then, by Florida Atlantic. Right. Miami and San Diego State, you're like
0: Which had this like is how a hell of a run. Fourteen. This is how, how much polls polls are correct. They they really get the pulse. So Florida Atlantic didn't even appear ever on the AP poll until the final poll March thirteenth last year and they crept in at twenty five. They were thirty-one and three and they made it to the final four and they didn't get on the AP poll until the very last one. So let's AM could be great. Like you said, they have a player who has a chance to win the SEC player of the year. They finished on a hell of a run last year. Mm-hmm. Really impressive what they're able to do. I said eight out of nine conference games, but like that stretch was 11 out of 14 or something or it was it was really something to see going into the the SEC tourney. So they, they could be a great team. I just everybody let's let's all take a breath. Let's give McCaslin some time to cook. And cook. Yeah. So you know when when Tech struggles against Texas A&M Commerce or something, <laughs> we're not all Don't say on, that. On the exact same you know, we're not back to firing everybody or something. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I had. I had to bring everybody down just a little bit. Appreciate that
1: for setting the perspective for us. First official game next Wednesday. I did say next Wednesday. It was just over a week from today, November the 8th, as we are recording 7 p.m. ESPN plus Texas A&M commerce. Feels like a long way off, Michael, but that is like I said, next week basketball's here yeah all right let's wrap this up with what do we learn from the notes it's all food baby love that let's do it what do we learn palmer i don't know sir i don't know either why why don't you start us off
0: i went to dave and buster's this weekend
1: My neighbors have have been a few times now. I haven't gone to this location. I've been to one in Dallas once.
0: It's the first time I'd ever been to one, and I was—I feel like Main Event has the best game prices in town. Dave and Buster's might beat them out because before we were done with our card, we were kind of tired of playing games. (laughs) We had kind of reached that point where we're like, oh, we have how much left? Oh, my goodness. Okay, all right, well, let's go.
1: And if you don't mind me asking, how much, how much did you put on that card?
0: We did $50.
1: Okay. So a, a, a pretty significant investment. Like you're going for a family night. Well, and it was just the check two of us. Everything it, out? Was,
0: it was a date night. So You didn't we even take
1: the like, little one. All right.
0: No. No, it was just the two of us because we wanted to, we like to go play games. And we're like, all right, we are going for it. And of course, because they can upsell me, anyone can upsell me. <laughs> No, I did fifty dollars, and then, well, you get twenty five percent more if you spend six more bucks. Okay, so I got whatever that was, and then oh yeah, your card's three dollars, so it was fifty nine Spencer to be all, all in. But but 50, apparently fifty nine. That's that's dollars. that's a lot
1: for two people that even like to sound was, that man. sounds like you like to play games so
0: yeah and we were doing a lot of two player stuff and we were playing each other a lot and uh you know we would play some of those games where one of us dies or whatever and so okay you got to swipe and keep going and yep man i mean it we you got to do every single thing you wanted to do and then some and yeah that was a lot but it was one of those it was a it was a date night it was that was the point of going was to play the games and we really enjoyed it. Went to check out at the end with our tickets and everything. Spencer, they make Starburst suckers now. First time I'd ever seen them.
1: Never heard of that? Yeah,
0: it's basically a Tootsie Pop version of a sucker. So you've got okay. The,
1: so you get the Starburst you've got in a the middle.
0: Cherry, but you've got Starburst in the middle, my friend. Oh. And I swear, I've had this fever dream probably since I was like eight. Thinking, why don't they make starburst suckers they do man and who knows how long they've made them but they had them available at dave and buster's and i absolutely spent some tickets on some starburst suckers well, yeah. and brother delicious i got a cherry one and an orange one selfishly i wanted both of them but uh we picked up our little one the next morning from her grandmother's and i brought her home they were both sitting on the counter And she lovingly was like, oh, dad, you got one for me and one for you. (laughs) And I was like, yes, of course I did. That's exactly what I did. And then I was like, which one do you want? She said, well, I I want the orange because I know you like the red. And I said, "That's, that's my girl. Nice. So anyway, Starburst suckers, I've got to find these things. I was truly enthralled. Probably the best sucker I've had in a long time. And I did have a cherry lemon head sucker recently that I really enjoyed too. But a cherry starburst sucker with the starburst in the middle, get out of town, man. The only way it could get better and maybe not better is if they like did some change-ups. Like if you got a lemon sucker with cherry in the middle.
1: Ooh, I like that. Yeah.
0: Or the opposite of that, a cherry sucker with lemon in the middle, orange and cherry is a good combo. Strawberry with lemon in the middle. Mm-hmm. Call me. Call me Mars. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll come up with some ideas for you.
1: Well, if you absolutely have to have these, I did find them on on uh, Amazon. The bag, um, seven ounce bag, two pack, pink, yellow. I don't even know what all how many are in this thing. But the two packs. So there's two bags. 15
0: dollars I say that and
1: molly pop well, outside fruit all. chew inside so there's cherry orange strawberry and lemon that lemon will probably go hard man
0: yeah that's fantastic well, that, that'd be a solid one
1: um hey speaking of candy you found this this list of old people candy and I was looking at it well, and I was like I, wait a minute I, I just realized some, some ideas how some how old some of these candies were
0: no kidding so i just kind of wanted to talk about I, I have a few candies that i i like that i would probably consider old people candy not surprised and I wanted to see if you yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm sure no one listening is surprised and i'm sure you probably have some too or you have some that you don't really know are that old but uh I thought of some and I was like, okay, well here's a link with a few. And then uh, I learned some stuff on that link too. I didn't realize like good and plenty, I think has been around since world war one or something. And
1: Boston baked beans.
0: Yeah. Chico stick 1938. All those things get uh, red hots have been around for forever. So what, what did you find? Do you have any? All right.
1: So I was looking at this, this list of candy, the ones that I I'd only heard of about maybe half of them. Uh and the ones I'd heard of, I like actually i I like a fair amount of those. Um, but the one I I picked the top three of the old people candies that I'd heard of and that I actually like today would like would choose to eat. Not like if it's there in front of me, I'm like, Yeah, that's fine, I'll take it. Um payday did not realize those payday bars were almost 100 years old. They're, they debuted in the 30s. I, I didn't have a, a specific date here, but the 30s, man. It's a great candy bar. Um, it is. Have
0: you had the chocolate-covered version, which I kind of almost refused to try because I just feel like that's a, a weird baby Ruth. <laughs> no, I haven't tried that one. That sounds fantastic, though. The, the payday is good on its own, man. It's, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm pro-OG payday. Yep.
1: Uh, Jolly Ranchers. Came out in the 40s. Pretty solid. And then
0: Junior Mints. Yeah. So I got- How did we have the technology in the 40s? You know, that makes sense, though. Because we were building like the B-52 and the B-29. We were building freaking atom bombs, man. Yeah. Yeah. The Manhattan Project was going (laughs) on. Can figure out how to put Junior Mints. (laughs) Mint inside of chocolate. I mean, the 40s were incredible. What a Incredible time to be alive. Time for advancements. Yeah.
1: But I, I think I had like all three kind of categories covered. I had like a, a savory peanut and um, I guess it's caramel, right? For the, the um, payday?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's caramel involved. I think I think that's right. Or nougat. I don't know. Something just echoing on yours a little bit. Something I've really respected about Jolly ranches is, is, is how much they change. Like, it's still the same flavors, but they try different... You know, they try the suckers. They try those, like, long things that kind of look like a piece of taffy or something. Did I lose you? Are you gone? I think Spencer's gone. I'm going to keep talking to myself because I think it's still recording. But I, I can't see him. Anyway, I'll keep recording. So... The one I wanted to talk about was the Atkinson peanut butter candies. And I don't know if you guys have heard of those, but they've been around since 1932. I had a great uncle who always had a bag of them with him, and they make them in two basic shapes that I remember. One of them is kind of like a log, almost like a peppermint stick, but not not as big around. And then the other is kind of like a flat little rectangle, rectangular prism. But those Atkinson peanut butter candies, those might be my favorite old school ones. Aside from good old-fashioned peppermint. I love peppermint. Don't really care what kind. Tootsie Rolls. I've recently rediscovered Tootsie Rolls. They've been around since 1907, people. Tootsie Rolls are a lot better now than I remember them ever being as a kid. And I really like the fruit versions of them as well. And then a couple of kind of recent entries on my old man candy list is Mary Jane's never really tried them till recently. Those are delicious. Goats is caramel cream bullseyes. They're those little, I know you've seen them They're They're just caramels with like a cream centered. That's exactly what they are. The name of them is what they are caramel on the outside with a little cream center and they're soft, man. I've If I see those in our candy thing at work, I just grab them and then chuckles chuckles has become a favorite because I forgot how much I liked just straight up gummy candy with sugar on it. So if you've ever had those orange slices with like that kind of hard, crunchy sugar on the outside, chuckles is basically a version of that, but they have a bunch of different flavors. And they're all about that same size. They have, you know, lemon, lime, cherry, orange, grape, maybe something else. But they've been around since 1921, and yeah, it's a hundred old candy that it hits, man. It's delicious. Spencer, are you back?
1: I think so. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear. All right, I I just rattled all about. Yeah, he didn't hear any of what y'all just heard about me talking about candy.
1: It's gonna be but, it's gonna be an adventure to piece this all together. Depending on what was recording the the road the the podcasting board here, wigged out. Then Riverside freaked out. The computer probably froze. I don't know, man. Everything's a mess. Yeah, I don't
0: know either. I all I know is I kept talking. You did, it's hoping to, that you wouldn't have to edit too much. And I just went into my list of random candies, thinking you'd pop up before it. I finished, and you did.
1: Yeah, the fruit tootsie rolls, big for me.
0: Aren't um, those great?
1: I love them. You were talking about the too. the the caramel cream bullseyes. It, what I was thinking of were like the cream savers. The the twist, the flavor twist, like they're like a pinwheel kind of shape, but not the same. Um, your your pronunciation of Gerza got me, man. <laughs> good old good old German name there. Did I
0: say goats? Yeah, what say? you said goats.
1: Well, it's fine. Know. That's fine. It's probably how uh, most of West Texas would say that name.
0: I swear, I think I had a teacher. That was how their uh, name was spelled, and that was how we were told to pronounce it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it could have just been how it was uh, uh, Americanized over time. Maybe it was like, hey, you're too young. I'm not going to worry about you pronouncing it correctly. Maybe she yeah. Maybe that's just how she pronounced it. It doesn't matter.
0: I swear, but if I it's swear the had a there. if it's
1: the German pronunciation it's the oe combination is actually you can write it with the umlaut the two dots over the first vowel and not have the e the oe is, oh. is for like the, the keyboards or typer typewriters that didn't have the capability of putting the umlaut up but that uh that umlaut especially on the o it's difficult gerza. Goethe Mmm
0: Well, yeah. they make some delicious caramel cream bullseyes. I'm sure they do.
1: Okay, so
0: are you clicking? Point you of the what picture? About? Yeah, those are those are fantastic. I like those. Oh, those are so okay. good. Yeah, I need some.
1: Anything else? Did, did, I, did I miss anything? Do we need to cover anything else?
0: Nothing worth going back for, man. Just talking some candies. Talking some candies that have been around a long time. Halloween season. It's tomorrow, Everyone man. stay safe out there. Yeah.
1: Stay warm. Stay dry. I don't know if it's supposed to rain, but stay warm at least. All right, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. Previewing the Thursday night matchup with the TC Horned Frogs. Thanks for hanging with us as we battle through World Series Game 3. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you Thursday night for the Instant Reaction